Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I can't believe that it ended so quickly. It's so disappointing that it's already over. Welcome in to Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Week one of the NFL in the books. Aaron Rodgers' season is already over. Hurt in the first quarter of the first game. After all that, the offseason of endless drama, the hard knocks. People may be thinking they may be on Aaron Rodgers' side. A narrative of the Jets as a real Super Bowl contender. It's all gone. See you later. Such a bummer. I mean, there's a lot of varying opinions about Aaron Rodgers. I, I totally understand if you don't like Aaron Rodgers, but you never want it to go down like that. You don't want the guy's Achilles to pop. And then, you know, I mean, th- this is not only a season-ending injury. This is this puts his career in question. So um, it, it'll be interesting. As a 42-year-old, do, does he come back? I, I imagine he makes one last go at it, but at this point, nothing would surprise me. So... Uh, just disappointing for NFL fans and for the NFL. Even if you don't like Aaron Rodgers, it's fun to have him around and fun to root against him. I mean, it's just fun to have one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks in the league uh, participating in the league. Time to get to today. We're going to get you more caught up on all the various prep storylines going on in the state of Montana right now. Football heavy today. That'll be pretty much all of our first hour. We're going to catch up with DJ Bauer of SWX Montana Television. He's there in Butte. And uh, Butte and Glacier played one of the games of the year already, One of the, certainly the game of the weekend at the AA ranks. Butte was down uh, 27-7 and came all the way back and won 28-27. A blocked extra point and a recovered onsides kick proved to be the difference. So uh, DJ was there covering the game for SWX Montana, so uh, he was kind enough to give us some time. 
Pete Hamill will also be in studio. He's our guy from Vertical Rays. Our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. Uh, back for yet another week. And I'll give you a hint. Somebody from that Butte High team is, is the uh, the winner this week. Because that was certainly a, a valiant victory. We also have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some other individual great performances from around the state of Montana. Hour number two, Justin Angle coming in studio, the business angle. And then we'll also have our Grizz Star of the Week. Nash Fouch will join us live sometime in hour number two as well. So there you go. Let's uh, look at the show. Uh, I talked a lot in the lead-up to the NFL season about how I was buying the Jets hype. Part of that's watching hard knocks. Part of that is just really being a big fan of of their personnel defensively. I mean, I think when you have truly top-level talent at all three levels of your defense, including, I mean, besides quarterback, the the two of the three most impactful positions, I mean, there's like the four marquee positions outside of the quarterback. There's the pass rusher, the interior defensive lineman, the lockdown corner. And, and the Jets have elite talent at corner and Sauce Gardner and interior defensive line with Quinn Williams. And then they have a whole bunch of other guys around Quinn Williams that makes that front one of the best in the league. So that's part of the reason why I was really high on the Jets coming in. And I also just thought Aaron Rodgers could be a difference maker. You put him with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and some of the really talented young guys the Jets got. And it looked like a pretty formidable team. Certainly a contender in the AFC East. And some would have said uh, the AFC overall. That said, I still uh, I had money on the Bills last night. I just think that even though Josh Allen's still up and down, uh, I guess... That wasn't the case two years ago. It was last year, and it seems like it's uh, creeping into this year, at least one-game sample size it seems like it has. And uh, But I still thought the Bills, you know, they've been one of the top five teams in the NFL the last couple of years. They're really good on defense, although they they are in sort of a transition period. They lost some dudes off that defense. A couple other of the mainstays there getting older. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Bills. But I was on the Bills last night. But in my fantasy league, I, I got three fantasy leagues going, and I have the Jets defense in all three of them. Two of my three leagues, I got walk-off fantasy wins when the Jets score a special teams touchdown to end the game in overtime last night. It was a wild game. The NFL is unbelievable. I mean, Andrew, I know you were tweeting about this. Andrew Houghton here on Nuanas now. I, I mean, and we're, we're going to get to this with Justin Angle, too, because it's this uh, omnipresent talking point on the show. There, there's nothing the NFL can do besides gain momentum. And it's just crazy that it's reached the point that it has. But what the league is designed to be, which is this exciting, unpredictable league, just rot with parity. I mean, you talk about the primetime games. I know Cowboys-Giants was a stinker, but it was still completely unexpected. But then the Thursday-Monday night games were absolutely crazy. I mean, just when you think the NFL can't get bigger and more popular, it just keeps getting more entertaining. Perfectly engineered to be an entertainment product culture. I mean, think about it this way, right? If you had said that Jets Bills Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt three plays into the game and he's not coming back. Right. Josh Allen throws three interceptions. You're thinking that's a terrible game. You're thinking nobody's going to watch that. Well, I tuned in for the second half of that game. It was incredible from the, the three interceptions that Josh Allen threw. He threw all three of them to the same guy. The Garrett Wilson touchdown catch was like one of the most jaw-dropping catches that I've seen in a long time. Uh, Just unbelievable. 
and it, it's close the entire way, and you have the hard knock star with the walk-off punt return in overtime, and everybody is talking about that game even more than they would have if you know Aaron Rodgers had come out and played and the Jets had won 27-13 or whatever. It's just the NFL will never lose. It's unreal. More NFL talk coming up in hour number two with Justin Angle. You're listening to Nuanas now uh, here on ESPN Radio. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us uh, via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Last week, uh, one news brief that we didn't tell you about, uh, a legend in the Montana high school basketball world, Larry Pretty Weasel. He passed away at the age of 84, uh, one of the great native basketball players in, in this state's history. Uh, a guy who was um, a legend at Hardin High School and uh, one of the most decorated and, and sort of mythical. I mean, he he was one of the first great ones in this great lineage of sort of modern-day native basketball players in the state of Montana, one that so many looked up to, uh, one that certainly represented his people, the Crow people, with uh, such great pride. And, and somebody that, you know, as somebody that grew up in Montana and, and loved following the history of all different realms of high school basketball, but but specifically being captivated by reservation basketball and just the phenomenon that it has been in Montana. Larry Pretty Weasel is always a name that's brought up. Uh, we, you know, the, the old guys sitting around the fire talking about the all-time greats. Larry Pretty Weasel's name always, always, always was in there. And, uh, you know, obviously somebody I had, I never saw play, played in the 50s and the 60s. And, uh, Late fifties, early nineteen sixties, so so well before my time. But to have a legend resonate like that, it's just so impressive. So then I, I picked up this book, this Montana Greats book that we've been going through by Jeff Wells from A to Z, the greatest athletes from two hundred and sixty four Montana communities. And I turned to Harden because I thought maybe Larry Pretty Weasel would be the athlete that's representing Harden, and instead it's Croy Beerman and. and I do think it's a, g- a good argument because Pretty Weasel is such an iconic figure in Montana high school basketball lore and in just Indian basketball lore. But Corey Beerman is one of the great Grizz players in the history of the program and one of the great Grizz in terms of his NFL career. I mean, I'd say he's one of the top five guys in terms of his NFL career uh, that play at the University of Montana. I mean, other guys in that conversation probably include who else has got to be in there? Doug Betters. Uh, who was a you know an NFL defensive player of the year? Played part of his time in Montana, part of his time uh, at Nevada. I mean, Mary, Mark Mariani was a Pro Bowler. Colt Anderson played ten years in the league. Uh, Kurt Scrafford had a long NFL career. Scott Gregg a long NFL career. But Croy Beerman, a uh, three sport star during his time at Hardin, he excelled at a line, as a linebacker in football, twice earning first team All State honors before matriculating to Montana with the Grizz. Beerman was the Big Sky Conference Defensive MVP in 2007 and Montana's first ever Buck Buchanan Award winner. His 32 sacks, the second most in Grizz history. Beerman then went on to play eight seasons with the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL and uh, then had a career-ending stint with Buffalo. So nine full seasons uh, in the NFL. And, uh, I mean, he was a starter for most of his career. So certainly a a guy that reached as high a level as anybody uh, in um, the history of of Grizz alums playing professional football. Let's let that then parlay us right into some high school scores. We gave you our double-A scoreboard yesterday, and we'll keep talking about some of those games, including 
the uh, the game of the week between Butte and Glacier. Uh, the Bulldogs knock off the top-ranked Wolfpack in thrilling fashion. They trailed by 27 points. Then they were down 27-7 to going into the fourth quarter. And uh, Butte scores... Uh, 21 unanswered to win going away, 28-27. So we'll hear from DJ Bauer, SWX Montana Television, here uh, in just a minute. But here's some Class A scores for you. Lewistown still undefeated. Uh, their win streak continues. Uh, they beat Sydney 35-0. So they went undefeated last year. Now they're three wins into this year without a loss. Dylan still uh, as solid as ever. Uh, the fourth-ranked Beavers beat number two Columbia Falls 21-19. It's a great defensive effort by uh, Dylan. Columbia Falls has been lighting it up leading up to that game. So good, good, uh, good effort by Beaverhead County High School. And then number five, Building Central drills East Helena 50-6. Other Class A scores. Browning beat Steve I 49-27. Corvallis stays hot with a 7-0 win over Whitefish. Haver beats Miles City 36-18. Laurel beats Harden 40-0. And Lockwood beats Glendive 21-14. Some Class B scores for you. Florence, they continue their win streak as well. They're the two-time defending Class B state champs. Uh, they roll Huntley Project 44-27. Eureka, who's the second-ranked team in last week's poll, they beat Cutbank 54-0. Missoula Loyola, they stay red hot. They blank Big Timber in uh, resounding fashion, 52-0 over the eighth-ranked Sheep Herders. Missoula Loyola now off to a 3-0 start, so they're certainly a contender. Red Lodge blanks Colstrip 56-0. Columbus beats Glasgow 41-0. Manhattan gets back on the winning side, 35-12 over Thompson Falls. And then Jefferson, they beat Malta 48-14. In Class C, eight-man Fairview. Offensive numbers galore, 75-8 to eight over Broadus, unbelievable. Uh, Ennis wins 61-0 over Sheridan, and Sims, they hang 70 on Shoto, 70-12. to 12. Sims beats Shoto, and then Arlie, they beat Darby 52-20. Uh, to 20. Let's hear about one of the most exciting games of the high school football season thus far. Or Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank, continues here on Nuanas. Now we'll have Prep Extras every Tuesday and Thursday throughout the fall season, highlighting all sorts of high school sports around the state of Montana. Football heavy this time of year. And there were some great football games on Friday night. I'm not sure there was any better one than what played out there, though, in the Mining City. Butte proven once again they can rally from big-time deficits, and they come all the way back. From a 27-0 deficit against Glacier, the number one team in the state coming into last week in Class AA, and the Bulldogs rally for a 28-27 win. We're joined now by DJ Bauer. He's uh, a sports reporter there in Butte working for SWX Montana Television. DJ, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Poulter? Uh, very good. Uh, first of all, I was glued to your Twitter on Friday night, so I appreciate <laughs> you for all the uh, the updates. I kept just refreshing it to see what's going on. But just set the scene for us. Take us through this. I mean, what what was the scene like at Naranchi with the, the number one team in the state in town and the Glacier Wolfpack to take on Butte High? Well, you know, I thought that uh, the hopes were fairly high just because, you know, it was a big game, and even though Butte had lost, you know, the week before, they were competitive in the first half of that one. And obviously, Glazer just looked unbelievable, you know, outscoring opponents 93 to 7 in the uh, first two, uh, you know, weeks of the season. I was lucky. I had to show up a couple hours early and I was able to get a parking spot right outside the stadium, which is very rare. But uh, but we got it there in time and uh, and people were excited for it and the game delivered. So what can I say? Well, Glacier is so explosive. I mean, Jackson Presley is uh, a pretty pretty rare level of prospect 
to be in Montana. For those unfamiliar with this young man, he was our vertical raise Class AA player of the week last week. Uh, the quarterback there at Glacier, he, he came, uh, moved to Kalispell from, from out of state, from California, and he already has Florida State and Texas A&M and a whole bunch of other offers in hand as he arrives there in Glacier. And, and that just adds to this already stacked offense. I mean, Cash Kokachia, who's going to the Grizzlies, uh, and a whole bunch of other Division One caliber guys. That's what highlights Glacier's roster. So certainly um, an intimidating foe coming in. But Eric Gray's Bulldogs, they're not scared of anybody, it seems like. So um, Glacier got out to such a huge lead. They're up 27 nothing. What did Butte change, or what did they do defensively to sort of stem the tide and, and uh, sort of spark this rally? So, from what I noticed was, um, you know, it was it was a really good defensive effort from Butte in the first half. You know, they held a high-powered Wolfpack offense scoreless for basically, you know, the first quarter and a half of the game. And then that's whenever I think they started to tire out a little bit. We saw long touchdown run from Kokachia and a couple touchdowns to, uh, to Kastelitz and Hausman. Um, I think what had just happened is that, I mean, like you said, Eric Gray kind of instills this mentality in the Bulldogs to never give up. And we saw it week one when they came back from 21 down against uh, Billings West in the first, uh, or they scored 21 in the fourth quarter against Billings West in the first game of the season. Um, so they finally started getting their drive together down 21 nothing, heading into the start of the fourth quarter. They got a touchdown, one or two plays into it. I was lucky to grab that with my camera because it was over on the sideline where I was editing. Um, then what really made it a possibility that the momentum could change was it just a couple plays later. And I wish I'd been filming it because I was sitting down editing pick six. Uh, I want to say that it was, let me look for my roster here. It was Tory temple. Yeah. The, the junior defensive back took it back all of a sudden a game that was 21, nothing, you know, a minute ago was now 21, 14. And I think that, you know, a, a team like Butte just as we saw in the first week of the season, just takes that momentum and feeds on it. And the defense tightened up. There was turnover after turnover. I think Glacier got a little bit scared realizing how how Butte was able to stem the tide so quickly, and uh, and Butte took advantage of it. This Butte team, this is the second time they rallied back. They, they did not play well at all against Billings West in their opener uh, for the first three quarters, but then played phenomenally well in the fourth quarter. And that's sort of the same story here with this Glacier game. What's made Butte so good uh, in the fourth quarter these last uh, couple weeks? I think part of it is, you know, it's just taking a while for them to kind of get the the pieces together because, I mean, what we're looking at is basically a new Butte High roster in terms of all the um, big offensive parts. Um, you know, last year they had three shrine game selections that were absolutely critical to them with Jay Stenson, quarterback, Cameron Guernsey, wide receiver, and Zach Tierney on the offensive line. Tierney and Stenson are now at Montana Tech, and Guernsey's headed up to play at the Grizz. Um, so, I mean, those are big roles that they have to fill, and um, you know, we're starting to see some of those roles filled. Bo Damaris is in at the quarterback role. And even though he's been a little shaky through the first couple weeks of the season, he's come up clutch when they needed him to and played really well in the fourth quarter against Billings West and obviously played really well in the fourth quarter against Glacier with three touchdowns. And, you know, the question about who's going to be the top replacement for um, Guernsey at the receiver position, um, two that really stand out are, Hudson Ludke, the tight end, who is, uh, you know, he's only a sophomore. He's, he's phenomenal. He's an amazing basketball player, and he's a really good tight end. This is the second week in a row now that he has made an absolutely ridiculous juggling circle catch late in the season, and you have no idea how he comes down with it. And then Russo Batterman is the one who really, you know, wowed the crowd on, on Friday night. Three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. All of the offensive scores were to him. All of them, I think, were from, 
you know, 40 yards out or something like that. So, I mean, he just, he torched Glacier as a deep threat. And I think that, uh, you know, the reason that they're getting off to these slow starts is because of just trying to familiarize themselves with these new pieces. But once they get clicking, they've shown that they, uh, they can really roll. DJ Bauer from SWX Montana Television, sports reporter on the ground there uh, in Butte. Well, we mentioned just sort of the broad strokes here of of the uh, comeback for Butte High over Kalispell Glacier. But take us through just the end sequence. I mean, there was there was so much crazy stuff going on, onsides kicks and uh, scores and all sorts of stuff. So just take people through just the, the way that this game ended. Sure. So it was, uh, you know, Butte had reclaimed the lead with, I want to say, 50 or 40 seconds left um, on another touchdown to Batterman, his third of the day. At that point, Naranchi Stadium was going absolutely crazy. I can't believe it. The other reporters who were there can't believe it. I talked with Chuck Merrifield, the, the athletic director. I, I said to him, I can't believe I'm watching an actual high school football game. This is, uh, this is more akin to an episode of Friday Night Lights, and we had a good laugh about that. And then the madness just continued. As you mentioned, uh, you know, Jackson Presley, who is a very talented player from Glacier, was able to buy some time with his legs with 12 seconds left and eventually found Cohen Castlewitz in the end zone for a touchdown from midfield. And, you know, this crazy game has gotten even more crazy because now we're an extra point away from a tie game and heading into overtime. And then just when you think that this game has pulled out the entire bag of tricks, you know, Butte blocks the tying extra point and falls on the onside kick to win the game. So I, I couldn't believe that I was watching the fact that we saw so many momentum changes. I, whenever you're doing these games for the SWX, uh, you know, um, uh, sportscast, um, what you basically want to try to do is get all your highlights ready to go by the third quarter, write up a script and have it ready to submit it. And all of a sudden, the script that I had been writing for, for three quarters had been completely flipped. And I had to really hustle to try to get something else out to explain adequately what happened because nobody, nobody could believe it. Like I said, it was like an episode out of a TV show. I mean, it is, it is absolutely one of the most insane endings to any football game at any level that I've ever seen. Well, and now, I mean, Butte has certainly played the toughest schedule in AA so far, playing Billings West on the road, then hosting Bozeman and Glacier, the top two teams in the state as of last week's poll. Um, but this Bulldog team, I think, has proven that they can be a contender after winning two out of those three games. Uh, just give us the, the lowdown, though, of what you've seen so far. I mean, you've gotten a chance to see several of the best teams in AA already uh, against Butte High. Uh, how do they stack up, and how does Butte stack up with them? I mean, is this Bulldogs team a real contender this year? I think they are. I think that they've kind of proven it by um, you know going out and playing uh, some good halves of football. Essentially, what they've done is they've played – what they need to do in order to be consistent is play, you know, four good quarters of football every game. And each game that they've played so far, they've played two good quarters of football. And fortunately for the Billings West and uh, Glacier games, those two good quarters came in the second half. You know, in that Bozeman game, those two good quarters came in the first half, and then Bozeman kind of ran away with it in the second half. So, I mean, the, the main thing for them is going to be try to find consistency in order to build 60 good minutes together. Um, but, I mean, the fact that they've still been able to win two of these three games against extremely tough opponents, despite the fact that they haven't played well in half of those games, I think is a testament to, you know, how explosive this team can be whenever it does have all the right pieces clicking. He's DJ Bauer on the ground there in Butte, America, covering all things Southwest Montana sports on behalf of SWX Montana Television. And uh, 
a good follow, especially when it comes to the prep stuff coming out of that part of the world. Uh, DJ, if people want to follow you, obviously they can find you on SWX uh, and various other nonstop local broadcasts. Uh, how? Where else? Where else can people find your content? Yeah, sure. So, of course, you can find it on our nonstop local websites, and uh, you can also follow me on my Twitter. My handle is DJ underscore Bauer underscore 99. Uh, half the tweets on there will be about um, you know, the sports and things that I'm covering down in Butte. The other half will be me upset at uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and Steelers uh, losing games in ridiculous fashion. So give and take. If you're willing to put up with that, you can also find some pretty good sports content on there. Well, good stuff, man. We really appreciate you being here, and uh, we'll touch base again soon, but keep up the great work. Thank you so much for having me, Coulter. I love when we get new people on, and they're awesome. That was a great interview. Thanks for DJ Bauer for taking some time. Also, I find it so funny how sports fans, so many sports fans, they get into the the state of being miserable about their sports teams. I mean, I know that there's uh, you know ebbs and flows of if you're a fan of a team or whatever, but I don't think if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you have much to complain about. I mean, the Steelers have won the Super Bowl more times than any other team in the NFL, right? Or at least one of. It's the it's the Steelers and the Patriots and the Niners. That's pretty much it. So, anyways, appreciate DJ Bauer for uh, for chiming in. It's our prep extra. Presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. More high school talk. We got our vertical raise player of the week. We also have our Treasure State Stars for the week. And Chris Chudovitsky, the head coach of the Grizz soccer team, will also join us sometime here during hour number one. Musical chairs on Nuanas Now continues. Right after this, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, a ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I didn't even ask you what you wanted to be played into. How rude of me. I know you haven't asked that a couple times in a row. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it today. Sometimes um, sometimes I do the playlist way before the show. I don't even think about what order we're going to be doing it in. I just try to set the vibe for the day. Yeah, it's all right. I don't want to force it. <laughs> talk about it next week. Hey, we'll do it every week. <laughs> Pete Hamill in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Pete from Vertical Rays. Uh, Vertical Rays, the presenting sponsor of our weekly uh, Class AA Player of the Week uh, in the football ranks. Uh, so we'll do it each week. Uh, but you're from Coeur d'Alene. You've been back in Montana for a little while. You've been driving around a bunch. Have you ha- found any new places in Montana that you didn't already know about? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. They kick um, it into Butte a little bit. We kicked it in Butte last year for the state tournament. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, my, my grandpa lived in Thompson Falls, so we used to go up there all the time, and I probably hadn't been there in 30 years. So I did a fundraiser a couple weeks ago for Thompson Falls and got to spend a little bit of time up there, and, and I really enjoy. You know, northwest Montana is, is beautiful, and Thompson Falls is a gem of a little town, but I don't know that there's anything Thompson Falls, man, is like one of the last best places, totally. man. I mean, it's like... There's so many great places in Montana, but we've kind of, there's so, certain areas like Missoula, if you're listening here in Missoula, or Bozeman, and we got discovered. I mean, we've definitely got discovered. The Flathead's gotten discovered. Thompson Falls hasn't got really discovered yet, and that, that's why it's so cool up there. So uh, I'm glad you got to check that out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, the week that was. It's so interesting because uh, in the non-conference, there's only two non-conference weeks in Class AA, the first two weeks. And we saw some crossover clashes of some of the best teams from the East and the West. And now we're going to get into conference play, and I think we're going to actually see a lot more lopsided matchups. It's going to take until the playoffs again until we get some more of these crossovers. couple matchups aside, uh, but I thought this this week was like the last week where there was some like big-time games on the schedule. One of them happened to be in Butte, America, where uh, Kalispell Glacier came to town as the top-ranked team and uh, a wild one. We just heard from D.J. Bauer uh, all about the back and forth, so I, I know that's where we're going when it comes to this uh, this week's Player of the Week. Yeah, that is where we're going to go. I mean, we were just kind of talking about it. I think that there was probably a performance in every single game this week that could have been uh, nominated or could have been the winner for Player of the Week. Uh Reese Dalkey from Gallatin went off, four touchdowns, three three on the ground and one through the air. Um, Quinn Clark had a pick six. Uh, Great Falls High had two running backs just go nuts, Ryder English and, and Isaiah Brown. Um, Great Falls High won big. Colter Ramos is doing awesome things over at Big Sky. Uh, Jack O'Brien had a monster game from Bozeman. Drake yep. Dowell had four touchdown passes for West. Carter Kraft went off for Helena High School and... and I think when you kind of look at it, really, the only choice we have is to pick the best performance from what was the best game so far this year and and maybe in a couple years. I mean, everybody we talked to said that that game was just awesome. So, uh, Ruiz Batterman, five catches, 140 yards, three touchdowns for the Butte Bulldogs is the Vertical Rays player of the week for week three. Congrats, Mr. Batterman. Uh, it was an insane effort, and... Uh I just think it shows you the fortitude of of what Butte High's got going on right now. They were one of the mystery teams coming into this year. They've had such huge senior classes each of the last two years. So I mean, when you're talking about graduating, you know, fifty plus guys over the last two years, it's just a, a bunch of new faces. But uh, they rallied from down twenty one against Billings West to win their opener, and they rallied from down twenty one against Glacier to win this last week. A blocked extra point and then a recovered onside kick to seal it. So. Um, they're just a fascinating team to watch evolve. Yeah, and is anybody shocked that the kids from Butte don't quit? Right, exactly, right. <laughs> that's, um, that's just kind of kind of how they roll down there. But, yeah, uh, I, I wish I could have gone to that game. Uh, didn't get a chance to get down there, but I'm going to go see them at some point. But, um, yeah, it sounds like it was just spectacular. And we were going back and forth on Twitter, and you sent me that Glacier tied it up, and then we thought it was going to go to overtime. Yeah. And then there was the blocked extra point, and just what a what a classic, man. Great well, football game. Ray So Batterman, our uh, Class AA Player of the Week, sponsored uh, by Vertical Rays. We also got to give so much kudos. I mean, to score these, to go on these 21 and 28 point runs, takes getting a bunch of stops, too. I mean, the Butte defense is what really got locked in. I mean, Glacier's scoring like 50 a game in the last two years. They've been so good on offense. Yeah. 
And uh, so you got to give uh, kudos to the, the Butte High uh, defense, too. For sure. And one of these weeks, we're going to give player of the week to somebody's defense. Yeah, right. Defensive exactly. Player. I haven't given it to a defensive player yet in two years, and we got to figure out a time to do that. So you defensive players out there listening, step up. Um, have a big game and come get your award. Well, we also, it, it's a little bit harder to track the defensive statistics. Uh, the offensive statistics are always pretty readily available. The defensive statistics at the high school level, a little harder to track down. Yeah, and we could have given it to that kid from Capitol a couple times last year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Talon Marsh yeah, had, Tal- I mean, he had 20 plus sacks. Yeah, so he definitely right. had multiple, but he got the big award. He got the, the Montana Gatorade Player of the yeah, Year award uh, at the end of the year. Um, Glacier, though, I think is an interesting one, too, because I, I think that they were the, the clear-cut number one team in the state. I, th- I think they still are, but uh, this is a little spat of adversity for them. I think that's a good thing, though. I agree. I don't think that there's probably anything better that could have happened to them than a loss early in the year. It doesn't affect their ability to get into the playoffs, and it it probably checks them a little bit and, and makes them focus in on what they've got to do, and I, I agree it's probably a blessing in disguise, and I don't know if Coach Bennett would feel that way about it, but uh, <laughs> that's that's how I feel. About yeah, it. Totally. Well, and uh, pending, but uh, sounds like maybe uh, questionable for Jackson Presley, who was our Class AA Player of the Week last week, the quarterback there at Glacier. Uh, we'll see. He got knocked out of the uh, the Butte game, and uh, so we'll see if he comes back. I think he came back and finished, right? Okay, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pete Hamill in studio, our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. We'll be doing this uh, each week. Um, what's going on at Vertical Rays? You guys, you're helping out with the Grizz baseball team now, is this right? Yeah, I'm going to go meet with uh, the Grizz baseball team tonight. We're going to kick a little something off, I think, next week for them, but we're just going to kind of have a meeting before the meeting tonight. Um I think that those guys are really excited about what they've got going. They said that their numbers are way up. They yeah. want to kind of push baseball in the direction that um, lacrosse has gone and that hockey has gone and been yeah. really successful with, and they would like it to be a thing. And we're going to help them try to raise the money to get there. But, um, yeah, we're going to go have a little a little get-together tonight and, and chat about it and see what we can't do about building them up a little bit. Well, Vertical Rays, uh, an awesome online fundraising platform, great for organizations like Grizz Baseball or any sort of high school uh, sporting organization. Andrew, didn't you have a brief soiree with the, the club baseball team? Yeah, I was on the club baseball team <laughs> nice. for a year or two, yeah. Sweet. I mean, I remember when I was in college, I thought about going out for the club team too because it just sounded like a lot of fun. And uh, the thing that, that kind of uh, held me back was that it, it was going to cost a lot of money. But this is kind of why what you guys do. You help ease the burden so more guys can play and they kind of just raise money as an organization. Yeah, and that's where they're at. There's a bunch of stuff that they would love to do, and they're really uh, struggling with their budget. And so we're going to try to boost that and make sure that they can have more than 250 bucks to spend on a kid for the whole season because it costs some money to travel and to stay in hotels and to eat and to do those things. And um, I think they got new jerseys. I don't know. I'll figure it all out tonight. I'll <laughs> you in. Well, that's awesome. And uh, if you want to find out more about how Vertical Rays can help you, how can people find uh, you, your services, the, the company in general? Yeah, probably the easiest way right now is Instagram. Uh, the Instagram handle is verticalrays 406 uh, Send me a DM on there. I'll help you. You can also go to verticalrays.com. 
and reach out. Uh, you can send me an email at ph at verticalrays.com. Whatever you want to do, but Instagram is probably the easiest one to remember for the radio. I'll mostly be locked in uh, on Tuesdays now moving forward, so stay tuned for that. P. Hamill from Vertical Rays in studio with us. Royce Batterman, a uh, receiver for Butte High School, our uh, Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week after scoring three touchdowns in Butte High's 28-27 win over top-ranked Kalispell Glacier last week. I'm going to bring you a trophy next week, Rayso. I can't wait. Uh, we'll have more of the great individual performances from across the state this last week. Plus, we'll hear from Grizz soccer head coach Chris Chitavitsky to round out our number one. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. Come on, is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Time for a Tuesday staple. Our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. A couple of these young guys we just talked about. They were some of our top nominees for our Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week. Uh, but we did uh, award it to Reiso Batterman of Butte High School after Butte's uh, epic come-from-behind 28-27 victory over top-ranked Kalispell Glacier. A couple other guys that were in the running. Jack O'Brien scored two touchdowns for Bozeman uh, in their lopsided win. Reese Dahlke scored four touchdowns, three on the ground and one through the air as Gallatin drilled Billings Sr. 51-28. Dahlke brothers uh, both have been nominees for our AA Player of the Week honor. Uh, Carter Dahlke had a great Opener as uh, Bozeman Gallatin beat defending state champion Helena Capital, and now Reese Dalkey uh, gets on the board in a big way. Drew McDowell of Billings West was also uh, a nominee. He's he's a quarterback. He threw four touchdowns as West uh, ran pr- rough shot over Great Falls CMR 49-14, and then Carter Crafty, uh, senior quarterback at Helena High, he threw for 277 yards and three scores as the Bengals blasted Missoula Hellgate uh, 48-13. So all those guys are Treasure State stars, as well as, how about the Carroll College Saints, just in general? Uh, Carroll was as dominant of a college football program as there's ever been, period, in the history of college football. They won six national championships in the span of 10 or 11 years. Uh, Unbelievable to watch their level of success. Since Mike Van Deest retired, Carroll's been good, but certainly not this peerless, you know, almost uncatchable juggernaut there at the NAIA level. But now they're they're working their way back up under Troy Purcell, and now they're uh, truly a top 15 team and maybe even a top 10 team. They beat the number 14 team in the country uh, over the weekend. Jack Perka had a 28-yard touchdown pass to Christian, or excuse me, to Chris Alskachin. And uh, Caden Gardner also had an interception for Carroll that helped them seal a 26-23 victory uh, over St. Thomas. St. Thomas uh, from Florida. So that's a big win for Carroll College. And so their whole team, their whole program uh, sort of back on the rise and a team to watch in the Frontier Conference uh, after knocking off one of the uh, top 14 teams in the country. Treasure State star uh, from the Class A ranks, Tyson Bowder. He's a quarterback there at Hamilton High School, also a great defensive back. Uh, certainly, I think at this point, a borderline, if not surefire, Division One guy. I think he's got some some potential. I think he's definitely going to get some opportunities to play at the college level. Keeps developing. He could totally be a Big Sky Conference-type guy. Uh, but he had three touchdowns uh, offensively and also had an interception, and Hamilton blasts Big Fork 35-14. So Big Fork suffers their first loss as a Class A member. How about Fairview? That, that's the team of the week at the eight-man level. 
Uh, Warriors off to a 3-0 start after drilling Broadus 75-8. They also have a win over Belt, the defending eight-man state champion. So the Fairview Warriors uh, off to a great start. And then our last Treasure State star for the week, Riley Wilson, outside linebacker for the Grizz football team. When the scuttle started coming out of camp, that, oh, wow, Riley Wilson might be the best linebacker on the squad. And that, that's a squad that includes really talented guys like Braxton Hill and uh, Levi Janicaro, Tyler Flink, guys that have made plays in games and played a lot of football for the Grizz. And uh, I'm not ready to anoint Wilson as the best one yet, but he's certainly got a lot of juice. He comes off the edge with uh, great power, great explosiveness, and uh, he had a sack against Utah Tech as the Grizz rolled to a 43-13 to win. Church State Stars probably presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. From Grizz football to Grizz soccer. First setback for the Montana soccer team. The Grizz entered the weekend undefeated. They left it with two losses, one to nothing to both Colorado State and Georgia Southern at home over the weekend. Montana Grizzlies soccer wrapping up the non-conference schedule this week. They're at home for the last time in the non-conference against Miami of Ohio on Thursday at 5 p.m. Keep listening. We'll give you a chance to win tickets to that game as well as a gift card to Camby Tap House. And then the last non-conference soccer game for the Grizz at Oregon State on Sunday. Joining us as he does every week throughout the fall to give us an update on Grizz soccer is head coach Chris Chitovitsky. Chris, thanks for taking the time today. Happy to be here. And let's just start with last week. You guys came in. You were were unbeaten in six to start the season. You'd won five of those. You're coming off the high of of the win over Oklahoma in Spokane. And then you dropped two to to two good teams, Colorado State and Georgia Southern. You talked last week about not wanting to carry anything forward from the beginning of the season. Do you think you did that and that was part of the problem this week? Or what was your diagnosis? No, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at the past three games, Oklahoma, uh, look at Colt State, look at Georgia Southern. All of them were going to be close games within a goal. Uh, it was either going to be 1-0, to 0-0-1-1, something like that, right? Because those teams know how to defend well, we know how to defend well. And so it was that tricky part of the schedule of we need to be able to execute and score because if we don't, it's probably going to end up a tie unless they score and then it's going to be hard for us to get back into it. So Oklahoma, I think we took care of business quite well. Colorado State, what kind of – you know, slightly annoyed me about that one is we just couldn't get into the right spots uh, to actually play the balls that we had to to set up the scoring chances. So when we reviewed the game as a team, I let them grade themselves, and I said, look at the defensive side of things. We defended brilliantly, right? And so overall, we gave ourselves like a B plus, A minus in that area. But then we started, you know, looking at the attacking side of things, and did we get into the right positions? Gave themselves a C in that area, right? Did we play the proper through balls with the right weight into the proper spots? gave themselves a D in that area. When we got into crossing positions, did they get into the proper areas? Gave themselves a D in that spot. So when you look at the overall grade, if you defend well and give yourself a B plus and A minus, but then you're giving yourself a C and D when it comes to the creation and scoring of goals, no wonder we lost that game, right? We just need to be cleaner when it comes to that phase. And so that was probably the most frustrating game of the year. Came out against Georgia Southern, I think, absolutely brilliantly in the first 20 minutes. We're playing beautiful soccer, learned the lessons, got into the right spots, created the opportunities, and gave up a soft goal. And at that point, I think the game kind of evened out. And then second half, we just, with their alteration to how they were pressing us, it made it a little bit harder to swing and change point and start creating those chances again. And by then, you know, 1-0 down, and you're going to have fewer opportunities to score. So 
overall, the lessons that we got out of it, I think are much more beneficial than walking away with two, three, zero wins against teams that aren't good. And then walking into conference play thinking we've got everything figured out. So if anything, it's one of those moments that you're pleased to have been exposed because it makes you better on the back end. Yeah, I can confirm the Grizz did play really well those first 20 minutes against Georgia Southern. It was really nice to watch. And I can confirm as well that that Colorado State and Georgia Southern coming in this weekend, two really good teams, and and they did ask you guys some questions. First time all season that you guys didn't score in a game was, was the Colorado State game, and then the second one was the Georgia Southern game. Do you come out of that? you know, wanting to make changes and tweaks to the way that you attack based on that? Or is it, like you said, just a matter of execution? Oh, it's definitely a matter of being less predictable in certain spots. Um, if it's going in, into certain areas from certain players, yeah, I, I obviously want to overshare here, but I can't overshare depending on who's listening to this or who we're playing next. Um, we just need to be less predictable with some of the patterns of play. Um, it's a little too easy to trap us in certain spots right now. And instead of having one option there, there's actually a second and a third and technically a fourth option that could get us out. So if you add that little bit of unpredictability into it, all of a sudden we'll generate more opportunities, which should put us in better goal-scoring positions. So um, honestly, it was just a game against teams that were hard to break down because I watched the film back a second time just looking at their defensive and backline shape, and they both defended exceptionally well. Uh, and so, yeah, would I have loved for us to have taken a shot and their goalkeeper to have made a mistake or an error and we took advantage of it. Like we had a chance against Colorado state late when she came out, missed the punch and it dropped and Sydney had a partial open goal that we didn't take advantage of. Yes, but we didn't take advantage of those moments. So grand scheme of things, to be honest, we're not playing that poorly. We're still sitting at a five, two and one, uh, which is one of the better starts to the program history when it comes to, you know, a season. And so it's just, I want to be able to create those opportunities against the higher level teams. And instead of losing that one, zero, beat them 1-0 or 2-0. And so we just got to get a little bit cleaner in that, create more moments. And as I said in the press conference yesterday, the best way to defend is to attack. And I wasn't pleased with the attack on Thursday. It was much better on Sunday, but we can be even better. So honestly, the next two training sessions are purely focused on how we attack as a team because we need to be more dangerous that way because that makes us more solid defensively. There you go, Montana Grizzlies soccer team getting two more chances in the non-conference to get things fully polished up before they head into their Big Sky slate. Head coach Chris Chinovitsky joining us on Nuanas now as he does every week. Chris, you guys starting off with the last non-conference home game against Miami of Ohio on Thursday. We'll get to that in a second. Call us right now if you want to win a pair of tickets to that game as well as a $25 gift card to Canby Tap House. Last time to see the Grizz at South Campus Stadium in the non-conference. We've got a pair of tickets for you plus a $25 gift card to Canby Tap House. Call us right now. 406-888-1029. We'll go caller number three for this one. 406-888-1029. Chris, your thoughts about this weekend? Is it weird sort of having the split weekend where you're at home and then you're going on the road? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of nice to head out on the road and actually play a power five at their place. So uh, team's super excited about that opportunity because, yeah, it's just a, a fun atmosphere to be in and a wonderful way to close out the non-conference slate. And we also, at that point, have a nice week off before we play another game, which will be the following Thursday. So it's just, you know, a few days off for them to relax, and then we just go into a week of training. What I think a lot of people don't understand is how disruptive this Thursday-Sunday schedule is to a training schedule because Mondays have to be off per NCAA. So Tuesday becomes our only day of actually getting better at something because Wednesday you have to do a scout session. Thursday you got to play. 
Friday is a recovery session, so not everybody's included. Saturday is a prep session, and Sunday you're playing again. So we're looking forward to wrapping this one up and then getting into an actual full week of training before we go to go off and start playing conference games. That is exciting. Just your thoughts on these two opponents this weekend. Yeah, still trying to figure out uh, first game on Thursday. Are they going to be in a diamond, 4-4-2 diamond? Are they in a 3-5-2, keeping games close? Some games kind of get away. So not exactly sure. So we're looking at that as, uh, like, what is the consistency that we're getting out of this group um, with Miami, Ohio? Like, what is going to show up and play against us? So kind of a mystery, to be honest. So focus has to be on us and making sure that we're playing our style and our game very well. Um, with kind of an idea of knowing that we're definitely playing against the two front in the matter of the formation and how we're going to play out of that. And then Oregon State have been kind of all over the place too, where you see them put in some nice results against good teams, but then struggle against other ones. So um, really gives us a chance, like I said, to focus on us and make sure we're playing well and just go into both games swinging, needing and wanting to get results. And then last thing for you as we get sort of closer to the conference schedule starting here, is that something that you've been paying attention to, just what the other Big Sky teams have been doing in the non-conference? And is there any, <laughs> yeah, are, are there any conclusions to take away? We we pay attention to it almost religiously, I'd say. So you, you're always checking the phone right afterwards and watching some film just to see how everybody's doing. But at the same time, I've seen teams go through non-conference play, not winning a single game, and then pull off like four wins in a row in conference play. And you're like, how did that happen? I don't understand. I mean, the surprise packet right now is Idaho State. Because Idaho State struggled through the opening rounds and all of a sudden turned around and beat Wyoming 3-0, almost beat South Dakota State at home. They were down 2-0, pulled it back to 2-2. There was a red card for South Dakota State, and they had a chance to potentially beat them before losing that one. So, um, And they only lost 2-1 to, I believe it was Colorado State right after us. So, yeah, there's it, it's crazy. Whatever happens non-conference, you got to put all that stuff aside and realize that it's a whole new season come conference play because everybody's learned their lessons and they might play completely differently for all we know against us. So really looking forward to it and not looking forward to the stress of it, but looking forward to playing it. There you go, Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Grizz women's soccer team. Grizz still at five wins, two losses, one draw, heading into their final weekend of non-conference play, hosting Miami of Ohio on Thursday, 5 p.m. at South Campus Stadium. Even if you didn't win our free tickets and free Camby Tap House gift card, can't encourage you enough. Go out and experience that atmosphere. Watch them play one more time before they head into conference play and then the Grizz finishing up non-conference at Oregon State on Sunday. Chris, thank you for your time as always. Good to catch up with you, man. We'll do this again next week. Absolutely loved it. I tried to be call of three on my separate office phone, but didn't get in. So maybe next time I'll get some tickets. Maybe next time Coach Chitavisky can get some tickets to his own games. They are fun, though. They got a lot of hype around them. Certainly uh, a spat of adversity you sort of overcome when you you lose your first match, but um, they've played a really challenging non-conference schedule. I think there's a, a lot of hype around the Grizz soccer team, and I think there's that's justifiably so. I think that they uh, they embrace that. I think they really like it. Stuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. A big shine, uh, big shout out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were just awarded Best Detail Shop in Missoula again, and it's no surprise. Shine has over 220 five star reviews. That's actually more reviews than all the other detail shops combined. Shine Auto Detailing celebrating by giving the next three callers a fifty dollar gift card. 
If you want a great experience with car detailing, call Shine Auto Detailing, 406-207-3599 to get your $50 gift card right now, 406-207-3599. Shine Auto Detailing, call now. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Justin Angle in studio, talking all things business and sports. We'll also hear from Nash Fouch, a senior safety for the Montana Grizz. All that next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.